So let's begin with just uh, take a moment to notice that moment when the breath flows out is a good moment for release, for letting go of extra holding in the body, maybe the shoulders. And with the sound of the breath, just ah. Ah. Holding in the body, holding in the heart and the mind. Wherever there's anything extra, just ah. With the exhale. Ah. A little bit more, please. Ah. Ah, thank you. Ah. It's better, huh? Yeah, thank you. So, as you might have noticed in the last two days, in our practice of awareness, we are invited to come home to the present moment. Whether we're sitting or we're walking or we're tasting our soup, whatever is happening, our practice is to keep coming back to this moment. Tasting the water. So at some point, whether you've been doing this for a long time or this is your beginning meditation practice, you might find yourself wondering, why? What's so great about the present moment? I'm sitting here, my body's aching, my heart's aching. (laughs) You know, what is, why is this present moment so highly recommended? (laughs) You might wonder that. I won't ask you to raise your hands if you've wondered. (laughs) I've wondered. (laughs) And I've collected reasons to keep practicing. Believe me, I have. And tonight I want to just offer a one-word reason. Intimacy. It's probably not what you expected. In the present moment, we can actually be intimate with ourselves, with each other, with life. We begin to discover as we're sitting that the past is a memory, that the future is a fantasy. This moment is where we live, where we meet, where we meet ourselves, where we meet each other. In our practice, we start to discover that we can offer to ourselves this intimate kind of presence, this kind awareness, kind attention, 
that mostly we look for outside of ourselves. We look to someone else. Mostly we do. So it's a great discovery when we find out that we can bring this kind of tenderness, this kind of compassion, this kind of intimate presence to ourselves. And it's true that in order to be intimate with ourselves and with each other requires of us that we include everything. We can't just show up to be intimate in the easy moments. It just doesn't really seem to work that way. We are asked to be present for what is easy and for what is hard, for what is comfortable and what is uncomfortable. To be present for what is actually happening. That's really the practice, to be present for what is actually happening. Not our ideal, not what we think should be happening, not what we wish was happening, not some special experience, but the actual experience. That's what brings us into intimate experience of the present moment. That willingness. So, one thing about this is that we all have from time to time these moments when we accidentally drop into the present moment. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) We accidentally have an intimate moment with ourselves. (laughs) So, kind of, you know, we suddenly realize, oh, I'm alive. This is, this is really actually special. I'm alive. I, you know, this is actually, this is, we suddenly realize, oh, this is actually precious, being alive. This is not ordinary. This is actually not boring. How much more time do I have? I, I need to be really present. Oh, I am present. Oh, this is how it feels to be alive. Oh, you know, that kind of accidental intimacy with yourself. So we have these moments where we just realize, wow, I'm, I'm here. Sometimes these moments happen in the middle of when things are really difficult, when something really difficult is happening. We suddenly are more alive. We suddenly notice that we're alive, that this is not a permanent situation. We wake up in the middle of a difficult, really, really difficult, challenging moment. At some point, we might begin to be curious, could this be cultivated? (laughs) 
could we practice being present for the difficult moments, for the pleasurable moments, for the joyous moments? Could we practice this? Could we include even the parts of ourselves that we might have left outside of our hearts? Maybe for you it's anger or irritation. I recently learned that word from my daughter. She's irritated a lot. It's like, oh, I could be irritated. Irritation, yeah. Actually, I do feel that a lot. Permission given. How does that feel? Oh, well, it's kind of uncomfortable. I haven't really let myself feel that before. I've always been someone who was always okay. So that's my personal, little personal vignette. You may have something totally different that is not okay with you. Not okay to be angry or not okay to be... Uh, for you, it might be something different. Maybe it's, could I include my, my confusion, my self-doubt? Could I check to see how that actually feels and make space for that, to feel this in my life when it's here? Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's your grief, your loss, that you just haven't quite gotten around to noticing how does it actually feel? How does it actually feel in your body? And then touching lightly with no demand and no expectation. When we start to include something new, it's unfamiliar territory. It's not easy. We meet ourselves with great mercy in those moments. When we begin to circle around and realize, oh, this is the thing that right now I want to include and I don't really know how. But I could begin by just sensing into my body very carefully, with great care, with great care, with no demand. And then we might begin to understand something about why the mystics of all the traditions, the poets, have pointed us back to just be here with what is. Just include what's right here, what's right in front of us. Sometimes it's like, if only I wasn't afraid, then I could be present. Or if only I wasn't tired, if only I wasn't old and tired, (laughs) and it's eight o'clock, then I could be present. You know, so the thing that's right in front of us is the thing that's asking to be included. Oh, well, here's how it feels. It feels a little challenging. But if I include and name to myself, if not to you, I wasn't actually planning to tell you. I'm old and tired. (laughs) But I do include for myself in this moment that experience, then I'm here. That's the secret. 
if we begin to make space for what is actually happening. It's much easier. But there's no rush. There's no rush. Don't rush. Don't push. Don't rush. Did you get that? No rush. Especially when it's something really hard. Kind attention. Spacious awareness. No demand. So in the reality of the present moment, we begin to recognize what the Buddhists call our true nature, our luminous nature, our innate wisdom, our innate goodness. And this word recognize is really important because it tells us something. It lets us know something. It lets us know that what we're looking for is already here. We don't have to go looking for it. We don't have to make it up. We don't have to figure it out even. Our essential nature is right here. By definition, who we are is right here. So by relaxing into the present, by relaxing into this present experience, whatever it might be, we are naturally coming closer to the truth, coming closer to ourselves, coming closer to life. So we begin to realize we're not looking for a special experience. We're bringing kindness, kind attention to the actual experience. So you might know that the Dalai Lama says, my true religion is kindness. My true religion is kindness. Could the spiritual path be that simple? Could the spiritual practice be that simple, kindness? Well, actually, it turns out that how we meet life seems to be at the heart of our spiritual practice. How we meet life. So in this retreat, we're talking a lot about meeting life with kindness, meeting ourselves with kindness, with kind attention. Meeting this moment with my heart open as much as is possible. And that's an important phrase. As much as is possible. Sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it's not easy at all. Sometimes the heart isn't open. Then we notice that. Oh, my heart's not open. And my intention is as soon as possible. I'd like to be able to open my heart to this situation. And right now, this is the truth. Not feeling very open. In those moments, that's the truth. 
Can we include even this, even this moment, when I don't feel very open, when that's the truth? We become more spacious than ever. Can I even include that moment? So one of the things you've been hearing a lot about in the last two days, in different ways, each voice has brought this. So here's another voice telling you about something amazing and liberating. And th- this is as, as we gradually begin to drop out of thinking about life, out of our ideas about life, and we begin to sense life directly, to feel our way into the moment, into the moment through being present in our bodies. We make an incredible discovery. We discover that all of this activity is energy. Our thoughts are energy, Waves of emotion are energy. Sensations in our body, all energy. Energy flowing. It's who we are. It's our essential nature. We are this river, this flow of energy, this flow of sensation, this flow of changing energy. And the way that we know about this, and this is what I want to add to what has already been said, to add to our practice, is the way we know about energy, the way we talk about it, the way we point to it, is with the language of the elements, the elemental awareness of earth and air and fire and water, the elements, these are words that are pointing to an experience of reality, that are naming ways in which energy is revealing itself, is the flow of energy is not any one of these things. It's a continually changing flow that includes everything we mean when we use these words. how the life lives in us and in the universe, in the natural world, in every one of us. And so our practice is coming more and more into harmony with that reality, which is the nature of life. When I began spiritual practice in the early 1970s, that was really a long time ago, It's kind of amazing how long ago that was. But in those days, um, this was kind of esoteric. Um, It was, you know, only the mystics, the poets, and the Buddhas talked about this, right? And And then came the new physics. I remember reading the Tao of physics, and I was so excited. Oh, the scientists, the scientists know what, what the mystics 
have been telling us about. Now everyone can be liberated. And it's true, isn't it? Now, you know, we live in this amazing time when the mystics and the poets and the scientists are all having a conversation about the nature of life. What could be more exciting? So actually I want to read to you from one of my favorite books, a few passages, just a few little snippets of my favorite passages from The Universe is a Green Dragon. This is from physicist and cosmologist Brian Swim. For several reasons, I call the universe a green dragon. I call the universe a green dragon to remind us that we will never be able to capture the universe with language. And a second reason, we have learned things in our scientific explorations that completely transform our understanding of the universe. Our revolution in thinking dwarfs Copernicus's announcement that the earth travels around the sun. It is outrageous to compare the universe to a green dragon, I know. But I hope this will express some of my astonishment at what we now know about the universe. The inadequacy of the dragon image is that green dragons are much too commonplace to indicate the radical nature of what we have learned. That's how limited our language is. For so long we've considered the earth as just a big dead ball of dirt. It shocks us nearly out of our minds when we discover that we are involved with something that moves. Copernicus said earth moved. He meant that it moved around the sun. When we say the earth moves, we mean the whole process is alive. The earth moves. In a sentence, that is the heart of our cosmic revolution. And this is the part that I, I want to dedicate to you and to your retreat. When you walk into a forest, learn to tremble with the magnitude of what you are about, and you will never walk out. There will no longer be that self that approached the forest, for you will be new. You will bear the presence of the forest within you. Forests are alive with music on all sorts of hidden levels. And when you hear this music, you will know that the forest has permeated every cell of your body. The natural human and divine worlds flow together into your feelings. You need no teacher. The universe is your teacher. The forests are your teachers. You will know when you have failed to learn, for failure is punished with boredom. 
If you develop even the least flicker of sensitivity, the universe will come alive within you. I'm going to read that a little, one more time. You need no teacher. The universe is your teacher. The forests are your teachers. You will know when you fail to learn, for failure is punished with boredom. If you develop even the least flicker of sensitivity, the universe will come alive within you. So, you know, we regularly forget this great mystery. We regularly forget that the universe is alive, that we are alive, that we're intimately interwoven with the universe, with every part of the world. And through the practices that we are doing here, we're being invited to feel and know and remember that. It's, it's really the point of what we're doing, this waking up. Joanna Macy is one of our wise elders in our tradition who reminds us that Every one of our sensations, all the feelings in our bodies, whether they're comfortable or uncomfortable, pleasant or unpleasant, remind us all these sensations are signs of life, signs of life. I love that phrase. All of our sensations are signs of life letting us know that we're alive, letting us know our nature, letting us know directly that we can sense and know who we are, our true nature, our changing, flowing river that we are, that's sensing into what is actually happening is how we come home to this truth. The moment-to-moment experience in the body. It lets us know we're made of the same stuff as the rest of the universe. These elemental energies, the same as the hills and the oceans and the baby turkeys, all the life forms, the swallows and their babies, all the life forms that are surrounding us on this retreat, every part of the universe is made of these elemental energies. And we are also. So I don't know how to say this any more directly, but when I heard this, this teaching, when it really began to sink in that I'm actually made of the same energy 
as everything else. It, it resolved or it healed, I should say it healed some deep loneliness in me. It's, it's the most intimate teaching that I know. Realizing that we are not separate. We feel separate in the relative sense. We all have a separate little bunch of, you know, molecules. <laughs> we have our own arrangement. And we have good boundaries. We work at that. On a relative level, it's good to have clear boundaries with each other. That's good. And on this level, this level where we sometimes just feel like, I don't know if I was delivered to the right planet. You know, it's pretty hard to be here sometimes. This is the teaching that I needed in order to begin to feel like, oh, maybe I do belong here. I, I'm made of the same stuff. <laughs> this is what connects us. So we begin to discover that whatever our stories, whatever our particular sufferings or whatever our particular struggles, that at this elemental level, we're not so separate. The things that separate us, maybe we have different ideas about things, we have different beliefs, different things we do, we choose to do different things, different things matter to us. But when it comes down to this level, we're much, what connects us is much more important than what divides us. We're all dependent on this very, very narrow range of a certain level of air and water and the earth has to be more or less stable. This is California, but mostly we can on the earth don't we? We can on the air. We can on these elemental energies. That's, that's, what's, that's what connects us. That's who we are. So, I want to take a few minutes to really invite us into this kind of elemental awareness. Um, but first, a couple, one important thing to say, to point to. As we begin to relax, and we begin to live more in our bodies, in the direct experience of our bodies, an unwinding begins to happen. A kind of unwinding of the accumulations of conditioning that we all have. That word conditioning is its one of my great, my favorite Buddhist terms. Conditioning. It tells us that we all have a certain, sort of like a, we're trailing conditioning. <laughs> we have a certain amount of uh, baggage that we bring with us. We all have it. It's, we have different things in our suitcases. But we all have a certain amount of conditioning that pushes us along. And 
we each have a different set of conditioning, but we all have it. If you, you know, if you start to think about conditioning this way, you realize it's not a personal problem that you have. We all have this problem. This problem of conditioning is universal. It's something, it's part of the human conditioning. I don't know about the deer. That's an interesting thought. They have a different story. They actually know how to shake out their conditioning. Have you ever seen a deer? You know, they freeze. You know, they freeze. They might move their eyes, but they don't move very much until they're sure it's safe. And when they're sure it's safe, they just shake it out and go on with their lunch. Do we have that kind of wisdom? Not really. For the most part, we go through life freezing and then sort of relaxing and freezing again. And then this accumulation builds up in our bodies. And so it takes time, it takes care, it takes being present with kind awareness, with compassion, with cultivating wisdom, with taking our time, and we gradually begin to allow an unwinding of these conditionings that come with us. So it takes the time that it takes. And one of the most important things in our practice is that we take our time that we not feel that there's a rush. This is really a lifetime practice, becoming more awake. Or at least it is for me, but I don't know, maybe it's not for you. That's a joke. (laughs) That's a joke about age and how long I've been doing this, but... It is a lifetime practice. It's not a joke, actually. I think it's important to really know how important these pauses are. When things seem like they're a little bit too much, if you're sitting, you might open your eyes. If you're, um, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or flooded with emotion, you might just, you know, go to sound. We were talking about that this morning or sometime... <laughs> sometime recently, I think it was this morning. The sounds can take us out a little bit into a little bit of a sense of space. We can realize, oh, I can open my eyes, I can realize I'm sitting with all of these other people who are also sitting with their conditioning. Oh, okay. Kind attention. Great compassion, great mercy great mercy for ourselves, for each other. So one of the ways to come back to the intimacy of the present moment and an important way to ground ourselves can be very helpful is this practice of 
presence to the elemental energies in our bodies. So this is simple, profound, intimate, and it's one of the ways that we can be present in our meditation at any moment. So these words are going to be just pointing to what you might be experiencing. There's not a right way of experiencing either this instruction or any of the instructions you're receiving, just in case you were a little confused about that. I used to think I had to stay with every instruction, which I couldn't, so I was wrong all the time. And maybe that's just me. Or maybe you've had that experience. So these words are pointing, and they're actually inviting you to your actual experience. So let your eyes just softly close. We're going to touch very lightly into the flow of life in your body. Whatever is here just now. The flow of thoughts, of sensations, breath. And just notice what's happening. Coming back to yourself. Just as you are. With no demand and no expectation. And now keeping your awareness very simple and elemental. Check to see how you might be experiencing the earth element. So there might be some feeling of contact with the earth, of heaviness in your body as you're resting on the earth, the earth element within you resting on the earth beneath you. Maybe you could even drop a little bit more of your weight into the earth. You could let yourself be held by the earth even more, even more. And as you feel that contact with the earth, that holding, the gr- holding of the earth, relaxing into that holding, you might begin to feel the movement of air, the flow of breath flowing by itself. You might feel the touch of air on your skin, on the outside of your body. Maybe you feel the warmth of that, the fire element, 
or a little bit of coolness. Elemental awareness, very basic, fundamental reality. And let the sensations of this bring you back home. to the intimacy of this moment. The intimacy of your breath, your body. What are you noticing? Maybe there's some vibration, some pulsation. Maybe there's some waves of emotion. Breathing with and feeling into just what is here, nothing you need to do about any of it. Open, spacious awareness. including whatever is here. Feeling the flow of changing sensations, the flow of energy in all the forms, in all the ways that energy is showing itself. including also the element of space, the space in which it's all happening, the space of your awareness. There might be a feeling of spaciousness in your body, around your body. Including whatever is actually happening. as a direct sensing. And now taking a moment to see what is the most predominant, the strongest element that you feel just now. Or maybe there's a couple of elemental awareness couple kinds of awareness that are here. Just notice that. Maybe you feel heaviness, the end of a long day. Let yourself really receive that. Oh, tiredness, heaviness, 
Most of the time in our culture, we override feelings of tiredness, feelings of heaviness. Maybe there's some warmth that comes with that. Let yourself feel just what you feel. Or maybe your predominant experience is curiosity, vibration. Maybe the energy is moving, vibrating. So noticing what your predominant experience, the strongest experience is right now. And if you wish, speak it aloud. Which is the element that you feel just now, most strongly. air, fire, water. Water, I forgot to say water. Fluidity, flexibility, the movement. When there's movement, the water element is making itself known. Thank you. And so this is one of the ways that we can, in a very simple way, return to the intimacy of our own direct experience of life. So I invite you to let this practice continue as you move out to enjoy the cool of the evening. See if you can stay present to how the sensations, these elemental sensations and energies change as you leave the warmth of the room and go out into the coolness of the evening. Let yourself stay with this very elemental reflection into the evening. And when you go to resting meditation, when you go to sleeping bag meditation, (laughs) in a little while, continue to really especially allow that feeling of dropping into the earth, being held by the earth, resting on the earth. Make the great discovery that we don't need to hold ourselves up as much as we usually do. We can allow ourselves to be supported by the earth and by our own kind attention. Thank you. So for those of you who have energy, we'll be sitting again in about half an hour.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.